Yeah, baby. Carry the musical. <laughs> Or guess who's back? Because this is the beginning of the end, or the end of the beginning. Who knows? Oh wait! I don't want to shock you. <laughs> and we're back for the final episode, uh, where we watch an adaptation of Carrie. This is the musical. Yes, it is. Buckle uh, up for a sleepy and lazy discussion. <laughs> I think the beginning of it was pretty lively. We gotta figure that out. Let us know, listeners. Yeah, write us a five-star review and let us know what this podcast is about. Because <laughs> we sure don't. No. Uh, we have been together since 9 a.m. this morning. Actually, more like 8.40. Like 8.40, yeah. Like 8.40. And it is now 2.57, I'm so... He did, and are but you jealous? don't worry, I got jealous? the inside package. Oh, you got your... Was that even on the podcast? No. It was after, right? Yeah, we had stopped recording. Right <laughs> We're having fun today. Is We're having show. fun. Well, Daniel's on fall break, so we decided to make an event. We made an event event. Yeah, it's a holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday. It's Carrie the Musical holiday. <laughs> Boy, do we wish we took a vacation somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we have been enjoying the festivities over here in Kahale Oma Oma O. Yeah, we have been, uh, which is also a second podcast that I have. Thanks um, for the time, so Daniel. we talk about <laughs> the music. We talk about the um, a lot of the music, and I do a lot of really bad singing, so if you're not into that, feel free not to listen and leave us, you know, the review on your way out. Uh, fashion? There's only one. There's only one so far, you guys. You guys are slacking. Not to shame you, but... <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, we talk about the fashion. We talk about... What else do we talk about, Daniel? I don't know. Nothing really happened, this thing. I feel like a lot happened, but we can't remember because... It is two hours long. It was like we both were on a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Carrie. I forgot Carrie was telekinetic. I forgot there was a pig's blood drop. Like, I forgot all of the Carrie... Like, just all of it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like watching it new for the first time in musical form. Also, my necklace was probably jingling the whole time, so enjoy that. <laughs> I, what more is there to be said? It's your, it's the host you love talking about the story that um, we're still talking about. Uh, but it Whoops. has come to a close. Cord dropped. Microphone. Oh, Corey. Hello. <laughs> Have you seen that vine of the girl and somebody pours like a lot of water on her and she no. goes, "Hello." <laughs> Hello. That's pretty calm. Is that yeah. he pours water on you? You're like, "Hello." Like, could she not see who did it? <laughs> no, it was dark. She was asleep. Maybe she. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Here, let me pull it up so you can actually... Hello? <laughs> <laughs> what you can't see 
is that it's so much worse. Like, <laughs> it's really just glugging all over this poor sleeping girl. And she and doesn't open her eyes and me. she lifts her head and she goes, Hello? <laughs> Face. So dumb. Uh, if you want to hear us laugh silently uh, at each other for a lot, listen to the first half hour of this. Feel free not to listen to the whole yeah. thing. Listen on double speed. I think that'll make it more Oh bearable. my god, just like Carrie the musical. And if you haven't been keeping up and watching the different movies along with us, in the end we're going to have a discussion that makes no sense at all. <laughs> Especially if you've never seen any of the Carries. It's like, first of all, what are you doing? But second of all, like... Uh, uh, apologies to you, because that is not going to be fun to listen to. Unless it is, because we're very charming. Uh, Or, you can listen to our conversation, and then uh, watch all of the films. And agree or disagree with us as you watch them. Because you'll know the the answers. Do you want to do bibliomancy to say goodbye to Carrie? Yeah, let's say goodbye to Carrie in the beginning. Uh, Ooh. The songbook or the actual book? Let's do the actual book. Can we do the musical book first to say goodbye to the musical and the actual book to say goodbye to Carrie as an entity? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Carrie. (coughs) Listeners say goodbye, Carrie. Goodbye, Carrie. Carrie says, If you could see the way that you look to me I bet that you'd be amazed at the sight. Oh. That's what Carrie says. So, so long, musical Carrie. I feel like Carrie really appreciated us from that song. All right, Carrie, the magic. <laughs> Parting words. Who's Carrie for you? Sorry, I shouldn't interrupt. Oh. No, she's not. Moving on. I think Elemental. What do you think? Mm. <laughs> Fucking Daniel! Like, I, we've been together for 800 hours today because every two seconds Daniel makes me bust laugh and I can't do anything else but laugh, so. That makes me so happy to see that I forget that I'm funny a lot because I spend time with people who don't think that I'm funny. You're funny. Alright. <clears throat> Parting words. I feel like it's in here. What? (laughs) He patted the back of her neck gently. So she found herself launching into the story of that morning's incident. Dooms to start again. Uh, I just like. Oh, that's what I said earlier. That's what made you really laugh earlier. What was when they're singing about? Um, the night they won't forget. It's the night we won't forget. (laughs) And then I go, yeah, sure you won't. And then I turn to Corey and I go, they're doomed. Um, I also glanced down and I saw this part in parentheses, which we love. Love, infatuation, didn't matter. Results were the same. Mm. Mm. What were the results? What were the results? Scary, scary. Um, the results were the death of Tommy Ross. Perhaps, probably no other aspect of, Carrie, of the Carrie White affair has been so misunderstood, second-guessed, and shrouded in mystery as the part played by Thomas Everett Ross, Carrie's ill-starred escort to the Ewan Ball High School Spring Ball. That's kind of like... 
gave me the shivers. Yeah. Did that give you the shivers? Yeah, it's about poor Tommy. Yeah, interesting. Well... The real innocent. I would agree with that. I feel like his death is over. Shrouded. Shattered? Shrouded? Bye. I mean... Mystery. Yeah, and she blew up the town. And he never knew he was going to have a baby. I really thought, because they were making her, they were making <coughs> Sue hug her vest the whole time, I really thought that it was gonna, there was going to be a reveal that the whole time she'd been holding like a pillow under her shirt and she's like, and I'm pregnant, and oh. it's Tommy's innocent child. Uh, I feel like the acting choices in this musical were something to be well, desired. I, sorry, I just realized we're still recording the intro. <laughs> yeah, we so are. This going before this. I know, which is kind of awesome. I, I want to do all my podcasts. That I do with people this way. Yeah. Like, we'll be like, goodbye, and then we'll record the beginning at okay. the end. So enjoy the beginning. I think <laughs> the beginning is the best part. Of the podcast? The beginning that happens after this. Yeah. Which is the beginning. Which Not is the middle part for you. this beginning. No. Whatever. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you so much, Mrs. King. Yeah. That is our number three. Um, and thank you to everyone who made this universe possible. There's a lot of people that worked on that. And thank you to those of you who came on the ride in the form of listening to this podcast. Through you, we will live forever. Forever. Or, until the internet fails. Uh, Next week, 1953 Carrie. Listen up for it. Nobody knows what it's about. But you will next week. Okay, bye. So long. What is it gonna be like? What is the blood scene going to be like? I partially am hoping it's like fabric blood, you know? Oh my god, I love that. With like the silk and... Yes! Yes, oh, that would be so good. That's great. what I wanted to be like. Ooh, someone... I hope it's rigged into the seats of the theater, like the splash <laughs> at Disneyland or that other place. Do you remember... Uh... The Waterworld show at Universal Studios? Why, surely I do. <laughs> Actually, I've like seen that? that. No, I was going to uh, say, do you remember... Carrie Amusement Park? What is the rise of the Carrie Amusement Park? Um, well, there's... Obviously, pig blood, The too. locker room, the house. You enter through the locker room shower. You enter the room shower. <coughs> and people pelt sanitary napkins at you. Well, I think it would be more like well, you're the nude. Simpsons ride where fuck that ride. where you're on like the car that's flying around with the visuals. Like they throw the tampons at you, but it gives you like the puffs of air. Oh, you like puff up, and you're like, oh, oh, the tampons. Oh my god! Oh, like when you go through Indiana Jones and yeah. it's like the arrows, but or it's the um, the scarab beetles in the mummy one, feetsies like that. But um, at the gift shop, they sell carry. Um, monogrammed tampons. <laughs> okay. Carrietta brand. Enter through the locker room. You have sanitary napkins pelted at you. Miss Desjardin yells at you. The lights go flaring. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the tornado ride. What is that movie? Tornado? Storm Chasers starring Helen Hunt. Is it called Storm Chasers? It could be. <laughs> I feel like it's called something else. It doesn't matter. But that's what it reminds me of. Uh, Stéjardin yells at you. 
This sounds like an awful ride. And then you have to go to the principal's office. And it's filled with cigarette smoke. <laughs> and it's like how E.T. you sign your name. I don't uh, remember that. At E.T. when you go, you have to tell them your name. And then as you like go on the ride, E.T. says hi. And he says your name. But um, oh gosh, you sign your name before you go in. And then the principal calls you the wrong name. I write Daniel. He says David. <laughs> You write Corey, he says Carrie. You know what would be worse than Carrie? If he was like Carol. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh uh-uh. Or Cora. Cora. There's this really cute song I listen, I've been listening to every morning. It's called Corita Corina. Oh. And I dance to it. That's a, oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> I was like, my name's in there somewhere. Oh gosh, and then you go home, you have to walk home with your books, all sad, and then you fling the neighborhood kid. Oh, the you tree. fling the neighborhood kid. No, we are, oh, wait, 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 what if instead of being from the point of view of Carrie, it's like we are following Carrie, so then like oh. we are the neighbor kid, and we go like, look at Change. Well, so in the Snow White ride at Disneyland, which I think is one of the original rides. It's meant to be from the point of view of Snow White. So you only see Snow White like when you enter, like when you get on the ride and then the rest of it, you don't see her again. And I guess that confused people. Yeah. There's these chairs in this lady's dining room and I sit on them and the legs are like, they, it's not just that they wobble, it's like you sit down and the chair like rotates and descends a little bit. Like they're so, right, Corey just her eyes got right. She said it's terrifying. And every time I sit on one, um, the lady, she's like, oh no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Those chairs are good. They'll last forever. And I'm like, <laughs> she has not been wrong yet. But every time it happens, I'm like, because oh, I've broken chairs before. You have? Yeah, well, because wow. I used to be a lot bigger. And oh. this is not to him or anything, but like, I... <clears throat> broke not one but I think two different chairs by sitting in them mm-hmm. and it's just like so humiliating like I still it's the worst some chairs I'm like mm-hmm. I've never broken a chair but Philo has and I know of another person and not fat shaming but a, a large person who I witnessed break a chair and then silently walked away without telling anyone because it's embarrassing. Right. Like, nobody wants to be that person. I broke your chair. No, no, and, like, fat people are so mistreated in our society. It, exactly. Right. So, yeah, horrifying. So, I'm a victim of the writer's curse. Uh-oh. Honey. <laughs> I didn't come up with an intro because I'm being a hostess, Corey Lovejoy. <laughs> and, um, I should do a voice. And I'm... No, just kidding. Who's that? Um, uh, now I have to, okay. And I'm... I don't know. The... The... Uh, um... Oh, no, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm the boy in the bicycle! <laughs> and this is the Carrie podcast. Uh, but except that I lied because... We're gonna do the real intro after the show so that we can give oh, a brief synopsis. Oh, yeah. And then we'll tell you goodbye in the beginning. We're and you'll be like, this. what's happening? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so good. Um, <clears throat> today, we are watching Carrie the Musical. But before we watch it, we're gonna talk into microphones. <laughs> and then I was thinking, should we do like an intermission? 
Yeah. Like, we'll do an intermission and then a chat and then we'll talk again. And we'll give end. you permission to pause and walk away. Yeah. That sounds great. No, but we'll talk during the intermission. But you can also choose to pause it and walk away or just walk when, away. When, when we say talking. so. Yeah. This is <laughs> our show. <laughs> Square charge. <clears throat> did we get. I wonder if the. Did did it did, were we recording when we were talking about what we wanted the blood to look like? I don't remember. I th- I, th- I think that we were. Okay. Uh, so other, do you think there will be a bathtub scene? Um. Ooh, if there's a bathtub scene, I hope that she gets in fully clothed, just like <laughs> Chloe Moretz did. No, the. Your favorite, 2002. Oh, the 2002. When she, <laughs> she was in a catatonic. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I remember, I don't remember liking it, but I remember listening to our podcast the other day yeah. where I said that I liked it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, he's right. He's right. I misgendered myself and I said, he's right. Even you misgendered yourself. I mean, the patriarchy runs deep, man. I, yes it does. Did you hear me flippantly misgender Corey right now? No. Wait. I called you man. <laughs> oh, I don't give a shit. You I can... love, <laughs> I love to misgender my dogs. Oh, I misgender my cat. It's so fun. Yeah. I, he's, his name is Minnie Mouse. So he's misgendered and misspecied. <laughs> um, yeah, I housed it for somebody who's like, oh, the cat, it has girl... The cat has girl parts, but he uses he, him pronouns because he has a very masculine energy. <laughs> my cat is very feminine, my boy cat. Maybe she's a it, girl cat. I thought, because we had him when he was a kitten, and I thought he was a girl because he didn't have the outside parts oh. <laughs> that our other boy cat had. Oh. Um, and then one day I was playing with him, and I was like, you're a boy. No, I, th- I think you've got to use she, her pronouns for that cat. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Sometimes I do. And then I was at uh, this other lady's house that we both know, and I kept calling her cat a girl, and it was a boy. <laughs> and, and then the lady was, got upset. Yeah, she was like, he's a boy. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, ah. Was it on this show that I talked about how my mom always spoke very verbosely to me? Like, uh-uh. So my mom, my whole life, has used, like, huge words with me. Um, and, like, when I was three, she'd be like, say say uh anarchy or whatever really yeah but wow. um uh i was i'm pretty sure this was on the show i was talking was my i was trying to let my dogs out to use the bathroom at night and they didn't want to go yeah and then i was like doggies your behavior is less than exemplary it is not what i would call ideal and my mom goes <laughs> stop it you're excoriating them <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is why I'm smart, is because my mom spoke to me in this insane <clears throat> way. What does excoriating mean? It's like a word for really intense scolding. Wow, i never heard that before. I use big words a lot. Sometimes I don't know what they mean. Sometimes I have, like, an idea of what they mean, but I don't know where that comes from. It's like, just fun. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. Me too. I... Oh, I played you. Do you remember one time I read you a text that my mom sent me about yeah. the dogs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I should try and find it and see if I can get Siri to read it to us. Oh, Siri. Uh, Philo and I were watching on YouTube this lady who was talking about commonly mispronounced English words. 
and one of them was Echelon. <gasps> Shut up. How is it really spelled? Echelon. Oh. But it's spelled E-C-H-O-L-O-N, so people say Echelon. Oh, ew. Or, yeah. I can't even say it wrong. But it's Echelon. And then, I know, I was like... I wouldn't mind if they apologized to me. And then the other one was... There was a bunch, but the other one was mischievous, which people say as mischievous. I used to be guilty of that one. Me too, until I saw that. And then I was like, mischievous oh, sounds yeah, so much more sophisticated. That is that like has caused me personal like pain over the course of my life because yeah. my mom mentioned it to me probably because she like saw a news article about it when <laughs> I was like seven and my whole life multiple times I've Oh, this makes me sound like an asshole, but I've corrected people. I've been like, or, and I try to do it consciously in a nice way and be like, oh, well, you know, actually, it's something interesting about that is that everybody says it wrong. Yeah. Um, and the phrase I'm talking about is short-lived, something was short-lived. Yeah. Um, the phrase is short-lived, like, um, I don't know, Kim Kardashian's music career was short-lived. Yeah. Because it's something that had a short life. Just so you, like a tree, like is a green-leaved tree. Yeah. Or like whatever. Um, it's because it had a short life. That's so it's short life. Short lived? Lived. Lived. Instead yeah. of short lived. Yeah. Short lived. Damn, that's hard. Yeah. One time I remember telling Sam this, like, oh, that is interesting. I'm not going to change the way that I say it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can just do that. I was yeah. Like, you can just break the rules. Just. I think, like, if I had never heard that lady say mischievous, I would have just said mischievous my whole life. <laughs> but then there's some weird ones that do it, like incomparable, because it's something that can't be compared. Yeah. Like the thingy, the accent moves. Or like irreparable, something that can't be repaired. I like those, though. I think the other, the weirdo pronunciations is more fun. <laughs> I guess it just depends what mood you're in. Uh, she was given an example of people who had told her about words they mispronounced. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, schedule for schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I hate that one. Schedule. Oh, you know what I hate more than that, though? Um, have you, like, have you ever abbreviated schedule to sketch or, like, heard somebody do that? Mm, no. sketch. Well, I guess not. I get, well on Thirty Rock there was a character who he was like a like jerk. Who? Um, which one? Entertainment executive. Oh, he was just a one-off. Oh, okay. He was whatever, but yeah, it was Thirty Rock. Yeah, it wasn't The Office. Different vibes, but um, he said sketch, and I I watch everything with subtitles. Yeah. On, and it spelled it S C H E D sketch, and I was like, but that's that doesn't look like it. So, I don't know. English is a stupid language. That's why English I'm learning Hawaiian. English is very, very bizarre. Which Baldwin is in that third Alec. rock? Alec Baldwin. Did you know, which you probably do know, as is everyone besides me, that Alec Baldwin was in Beetlejuice? Um, I just <clears throat> saw something about that the other day, but I would never have put that together for myself, no. With Winona Ryder, and they so do not seem like... Yeah, and then Gina Davis... Gina Davis isn't that? G Who's she? Gina Davis is his wife. Beetlejuice? Oh. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can get... Who's Beetlejuice? Jack? No. Uh, the other guy. Butch Hartman. No. 
That's the guy who animates the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, it's so annoying that I can't think of it because he's a really good actor. Michael Keaton? Is that Beetlejuice? Michael? No, that's Michael King. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Um, anyway, we were watching Beetlejuice the other day, and I was like, who is this male actor? And Philo's like, Alec Baldwin. And I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, he doesn't even look like Alec Baldwin. It's really weird. Like, nope. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found a dead lobster at the beach the other day. You know where the dead lobster is now? Yeah. <laughs> the dead lobster? Yeah. Okay, yeah. The dead lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dead lobster. <laughs> So the dead lobster. So the the thread there was I went to the beach the other day and I found a dead lobster. You know where the dead lobster is now? Nowhere. I it's mean, it's on your TV tray. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about <gasps> the other lobster. <laughs> um, I saw him there. He's very handsome. Oh, I have a friend for him. Hang on. Oh, did you know the wine lobsters don't have um, claws? Really? Wait. Oh, they just have uh, the kind. Lakes? Yeah. Uh, so this one we're recording in Corey's house, and the vibes are chill. I thought it was a baby so deer skull. Uh, whoa. You can't hang out with your... Lobster. Corey, Isn't he cute? Oh my god, yeah. I love the, the knit bones. The Yeah! Bones. So, neat. so we're looking at... Those are so Corey brought a baby's deer's skull. And um, <clears throat> it's super... And like where the three different like plates in the head go in, there's like your face bone and then your two scalp bones. It literally looks like it was knitted together, but that's just how the skull like grows to fit together. That's weird. Yeah, isn't when that... When I was born, I didn't have a soft spot. What?! I thought everybody had a soft spot. Not me. What does that mean? I would love for someone to write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and let me know. But then, does that mean like that part of your head? Why is there a soft spot? Because your head is still I growing, think it's right? You're, right. Is because. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have a dent right here somewhere. She's touching the top of her head. This is an audio video. <laughs> it's there. Um. Uh, so. Oh, so. <clears throat> we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're about to watch the Carrie musical. We haven't watched it yet. Mm-mm. Um. So, we were gonna talk about, like, are we musical people? Are we not? Oh musical people? yeah! Thanks, Daniel, were for you reminding theater me. Theater in high school. I actually uh, was in, I took theater class, was horrible at it, 
And then I designed costumes for one of the school plays. It was called like The Man in the Moon, I think. And that was it. How about you? Um, I was in two plays as a kid. I played The Goose, number four on the <laughs> call sheet. Uh, in a Christmas play about a goose, a moose, and then two other animals. Yeah. And I had obsessive compulsive disorder at the time. We can talk about that if you want. But, um, I also played narrator number two. Oh. In, um, an, ad an adaptation of, like, l a Little Red Riding Hood story. Oh, and how cute. I had, I was narrative, I was narrator number two, but I had the most lines in the show, so. Um, here or at... It was here as a kid. But, oh, really? um, but then, thank God, there was no theater pro program at high yeah. school or else I think uh, I would have taken so much longer to, like, calm down to this level of, like, being a sufferable person. Yeah, how come? If I had been in theater, I would not be able to maintain human relationships. Why? I don't know. I just... Oh, sorry. I hope you don't have a lot of theater friends who are like, I loved being in the theater, but... Um, I think theater people I know who are my age, yeah, truly, like, should be separated from society. <gasps> Why? I'm, he oh. uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm not really making any points. That's fine. Uh, no, I was not a theater person, and I think that, like, listening in my voice to how annoying I was talking yeah. about how I had the most lines. <laughs> Um, if I had done that in high school, yeah, I'm just going to restate my point, but shorter and better. Mm. I think that would have inflated my ego to a point that would have made me even less pleasant to be around than I kind of already am. Except that I'm very pleasant to be around, so whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you, theater, high school? High school, no, but when you were talking about being the goose, number four, mm -hmm. I remember that in elementary school, I, I must have been sixth grade, I got to be the Blessed Virgin Mary in the Christmas play during the nativity scene. Oh, nice. It was like a big deal. Cause, like, oh, yeah. I was also Frosty in Frosty the Snowman. Really? That's yeah. pretty cool. I got to wear tights. <laughs> Green tights or red tights? They were white. Because I remember <laughs> running around in the gym, on the gym floor, and seeing the bottom of the feet and be like, ew, it's dirty in here. How, um... How come you did not rehearse, no, uh, try out for Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, that's so funny. I didn't know that it was going <gasps> on. And then at the time, I also um, was a federal officer. Oh. So I just had a schedule that would not have allowed that to happen. Yeah. Did you get to see it at least? No. Oh my god, it was so fun. Everybody said it was amazing. Uh, he um was the dentist. The boyfriend. Oh. So he was a dentist. I was like, and, I thought he was a tennis pro. Was no, no. Well, I mean, that's what he does here. Play. He does here. He does yeah. IRL. In the play, he was the dentist guy. And during one scene, when he gets all high on the laughing gas, he came out into the aisle of the audience and just was like throwing popcorn on everyone. And it was amazing. Oh my god. So <laughs> I was like, yes. I love that. <laughs> I. Oh, okay. Um. So that's as far as participating in musicals. Have you seen any? Have you seen any musicals in person? Yes. Oh, okay. I've seen one. Oh, what have you seen? You tell me how... Have you been to, like, a bunch? Yeah. Okay, tell me, like, one that stands out, and then I'll tell you mine. Well, I don't know. This is forever ago. Phantom of the Opera? Oh, Phantom of the Opera? 
That's a famous one. That's one I have heard about. Uh, The King and I? Oh, nice. I don't know. I've seen a bunch. Mine was the Spongebob musical. Oh my god. It Where was did you see that? In Chicago. So, um, <gasps> my favorite band is Lake Street Dive. I went to Chicago one time and um, just by happenstance, the girl who was a really good friend of mine who lives there, I was visiting her and she had used to live with the lead singer of the lead singer of my favorite band, her little sister, and so or her big sister. And so then um, my friend hooked the two of us up to be friends or whatever, and she was like, oh, because she's in the theater community up there, she's like, I have like a million extra tickets for the SpongeBob musical because they, they didn't sell out, but oh it's God. like if they're doing a show, they want it to be full anyway. Yeah. So I guess so that she, she's like trying to, so she invites my friend Lucy and I, we go, and we're like having the time of our lives, but she's like your age, so yeah. she had kind of missed SpongeBob, so she was like, I don't know what's going on with any of these characters and whatever, whatever, and I'm we're gonna we're gonna go. And I was like, okay, thank you, so nice to meet you. <laughs> and then I had the time of my life. It was so good. The musical was so good. Was it the best? Of the musical that I've seen, it was the best. Yeah. Have you been to like Ula Lena on Maui? Oh no, but I used to okay. love that commercial. Yeah, I went to there once. I guess like that was pretty recent for you, right? Yeah. Cause like well, I. Th- it was when I was a kid. I think. The last time I saw a musical might have been 15 years ago. Oh, God. oh I saw Cats. Was it Cats? That's what? fucked up. If that was the last musical I saw. Okay, but, <laughs> but you and spoilers ahead potentially had said, had suggested that we do um, oh, a streetcar named, named Desire, Desire. Yeah. which isn't that just it's Cats a... but with cars by the same dude? No, it's, <laughs> holy shit, wait, I'm I wish trying, you could see the face card is made. I was You're trying like, to think, like, no, is there, are there cars acting on the stage? <laughs> is there a streetcar named Desire? Yeah. Yeah. No. Is it not? I don't know. That's just something I read somebody say, but somebody else said that, not me. Oh, I wonder what they were talking about. No, a streetcar named Desire has, like, Marlon Brando, Vivian Leigh some other lady I'm sure I'm sure is famous but it's about like a southern uh, fucking rich person <laughs> who uh, like they lose all their money so they have she has to live with her sister and her sister's boyfriend I don't think they're married in a little apartment together in I think it's New Orleans no! I think. I could be oh wrong. I could be wrong. That's the second New Orleans thing today. Today. But it's like, it's cool because it's like, they're all in a little apartment together. And then there's this one line that I just like dying to read out loud just for my own self about where, because like, she's like, you know, a highfalutin lady. So she's just walking around and she's like, talking about how she's going to die from eating an unwashed curry. <laughs> That's so funny. But it's really short, and I don't know, I just keep, like, it's like, it's like a classic. But it's also very, like, there's one African-American character in the beginning, but, like, she doesn't have a name, she's just, like, the black, the black lady who lives upstairs. (laughs) So it's very, like... like, (laughs) But I don't know, I kept seeing it pop up a lot in a lot of things and then the other morning I was like okay yeah then let's do it let's lean in this is all about synchronicity yeah like I kept like 
Do you, are, do you, have you ever seen Marlon Brando in anything? I've seen that one gif of him smiling where people are like, he was so handsome. Oh, I saw The Godfather. He was that guy. Oh, yeah, he yeah, He was yeah. the Godfather. Well, before then he died and then it was the other guy, right? I don't know, you know? I didn't really watch that movie. Uh... But yes, Marlon Brando. Yeah. I mean, he's good when he's old, though. When he's younger, he's pretty sexy. I don't know that I've ever seen him in anything when he's younger. Maybe that's why I wanted to watch that. Because, like, supposedly his performance in that is incredible. I think it's him. I was reading, like, a paper or something where somebody was in an article that somebody was saying that Marlon Brando is pretty much responsible for the current style of acting. The transition oh. from, like, doing theater acting on film, where, like, in the 50s and 60s people were like, oh, no, but a darling, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a scene... They were shooting a movie, and Marlon, I think it was Marlon Brando. And if, yeah. Um, let's just say it's him, and then if it's not, then you correct me. Um, the burden of proof is on you. Um, he's walking along in the scene while they're shooting. He drops his hat, and he picks it up and just keeps acting. And mm. um, where before that, any time that happened, they would have just reset and kept going because it's not the way it's supposed to be. Oh. Um, and so doing that like kind of like broke the seal for acting that was like naturalistic and not like rehearsed and that's what gave way to like modern more like authentic performances oh, where wow. you yeah as opposed that's to that's so fascinating wouldn't that be so great if it wasn't Marlon Brando and it was literally somebody else somebody else yeah but, uh, um, still a good story uh yeah so um the music in the Spongebob musical was great. Oh, yeah. We've seen musicals as adults. Would you say that you have a favorite musical? I mean, they've been... It's been so long ago that I couldn't even... I remember, like, when we were watching, when I was, like, into it when I was younger. Uh, like, my sister and I really loved Phantom of the Opera. But then I watched, like, a clip of it, like, just a couple months ago, and I was like, no. But uh, Gerard, Gerard Butler is the in that which is hilarious and also I feel like today if there was a Phantom of the Opera if you had half of Gerard Butler's face and an amazing voice you wouldn't have to live in the caverns of the Opera House <laughs> people would just be like people would figure it out people would just be like look at this guy he's yeah, pretty cool but no no not back in the day he had to hide in though. Gerard Butler he's the guy from PS I Love You Maybe 300? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Who's in everything. That's so funny. That's just, I think that is so telling. What? That That you say, P.S. I love you, and I'm like, 300. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm what like, kind of movies is Daniel into? It's like, uh, the war movie? Literally anything, yeah, that doesn't have a man in the middle. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts before we yeah, can you embark on this, this journey? Oh, no, no, no. So it's just like... Yeah. But so, sorry before, but no, so I just would hate to drop this really monumentally important, what? monumentously important thread, which is that I feel like Tony Bennett, I feel like I was all wee wee upon <laughs> Neptune, um, and then we sat down back in our little rattan chairs, we put our microphone in our hand, I feel like the fog cleared from my brain, the lights oh. came on with that <laughs> fancy lights coming on sound, and uh, now I'm ready to go. <laughs> So anyway, you we were saying to Philo. Sorry, uh, it's a hard 
podcast when I talk that magnificent <laughs> I forgot. Completely fucking forgot what I was saying, so it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm such a bully. <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna, um... Actually, I'm the one who usually interrupts, so this is perfect. Okay. <laughs> but so, I was just thinking about the episode of our show, you know our show? <laughs> you know our show? Um, where we were talking about character. Wait, which one? You have two about... shows. You have two shows. Right. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Um, in a matter of months, you go from having zero podcasts to two podcasts. Catch me in December. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I was remembering Carrie 2002, and I was thinking about how, and just that whole d- dilemma of like, in the beginning, you're like, I give it two blueberries. I think I yeah. give it two, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I, and then <laughs> I was like, "No, you loved it, and here's why." And then, but then, even without me, whatever. Well, I pushed a little bit, but like throughout the show, every single aspect of it that we talked about, you were like, "Oh yeah, the casting was really good. Yeah, the performances <laughs> were really good. Yeah." And it wasn't even with me leading. It was just you were like, "I didn't like this movie," and then every single part of it was very, very good. And then at the end, yes, I don't know, we just, I didn't really like it. And I was like, I remember. I'm in court, that doesn't make sense. I was, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Well, I got halfway through. But I was thinking the same thing. It's me going, I didn't like it, but everything about it was good. I still hold that stance. Yeah. So, I went um, for what it was, it was good. I'm looking forward to seeing, like, what happened in the play, the Carrie musical that we're about to watch and talk about. Um, I'm not expecting to, like, enjoy it as a piece of art, because I don't think I'm really a musical person, because I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a musical movie other than, um, let's get down, like, you know, that era of Disney movies. Oh, Mulan? Yeah. Gonna make, no. Something... About making you mad. I won't say I'm in love. Won't say I'm in love. Yeah. December is the podcast where Daniel sings. <clears throat> yeah, coming. musical podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Tony Bennett propping up on the stage. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I like musicals. I think, or I did. Maybe I don't like them anymore. I don't know. I'll find out. Like, I wouldn't go and see, like, Rent. Like, I've never seen Rent, nor do I want to. If someone gave me a free ticket, I'd probably go. But I'm not going to be like, Rent have to go see Rent. Rent makes me sad because it has Rosa- Rosario Dawson, <clears throat> and I think that she is such a beautiful woman, such a warm actress. I really love her performances, but, like, I don't like her anymore because she and her mom, like, really viciously attacked a, this trans man who was don't working know. in the house. Really? Uh, yeah, of wow. over being and so I'm like, oh, so Rosario Dawson, I'm not allowed to love you anymore. But um, Ba-ba, Bibli Biblio. Oh right, we're doing Carrie Biblio. We're then. doing Carrie Bibliography. We're uh, not doing a bibliography. <laughs> Bibliomancy. Bibliography is one of I my know. least favorite parts of doing an essay because I'm in college. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's do the musical. I mean, to traumatize Which you. I think has the, so. This musical has I think 20 songs on it. This, I have to listen to 20 songs? What the fuck? Okay, I'm ready. This, it's like there aren't even 20 scenes. How do you feel about watching something normal time speed? <laughs> Not um, one well, and a half to two times. 
No, I think I think that'll be good, and then um, our state of consciousness will evolve over those time, uh, that time. How do you feel point. about watching it like a person who was born in the eighties? Oh, so thank oh. you. I was going to say this came out in the eighties. <laughs> it was written in the eighties. Evening prayer. So uh, how? What I'm expecting is big drums. Mm. I'm expecting hair and loud, crunchy guitars. Um, I feel like when I looked for the musical on YouTube. Uh, when we first started this project, there were several versions of it, and I'm not sure what the years are. So, we'll see. So this one could have been recorded, like, in a different decade? Yeah. Because I, I know, I may, ha I may have this wrong, but I know they tried to put it on Broadway or wherever the fuck they put it twice, and both times it was not great. Like, it was just, there was a bunch of problems, I think, with the production and mm. stuff. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So, like the Spider-Man musical, <laughs> like that had a bunch of problems. Yeah, like yeah. he like died. No, not he died, but did somebody the... like really got hurt. Yeah, something like, right happened. Like before it opened or something. Yeah, did the guy die? I can't remember. No, I don't think he died. But yeah, there was a bunch of problems with it. I should probably research it, but meh. all right. What do you want to ask? What? Um. Or I guess. Carrie. Carrie. How about if I let Siri ask? I'm gonna oh. open a, our group chat with our coven. Oh. We're gonna say Carrie. Corey, think of a word, think of a number between one and five. Uh, four. Who, what, when, where. And I'm gonna do the middle button. Where's my friend? Oh. I, Carrie, where's my friend? Alright. I was tapping the middle prediction text button, oh. so Siri asked that. So. Corey picked the word where, she picked number four, who, what, when, where, and then Siri said, Carrie, where's my friend, lol. Uh, ee, 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 oh, we killed a pig. <laughs> Corey, I'm, it's, e-i-e-i-o. <laughs> okay. I think that's to the tune of uh... Little McDonald's. Because uh, it's a good thing I'm not the kindergarten teacher in this situation. Daniel, you were so sweet. You were correct. <laughs> I'm glad you received it that way. Can you reenact? How did I sound? You're just like. Oh, but Corey, yeah. we're not recording this, so I won't be able to listen back and find out how I sound. Oh, yeah. It's so dumb. Oh my god. <laughs> I like how like you can just go and listen to it now. <laughs> so I don't have to read after it. Fucking Christ. Alright, do we have any more questions? <laughs> do you have a question? Uh, yeah, let me read it for you. Carrie, are we Carrie, how are we gonna feel halfway through this musical? Oh my god, that is such a good question, Corey. <laughs> What a surprise! Oh. Alright, I just have a feeling this is going to be good. What do you think, though? Uh, I want to have low expectations so that it blows me away. Alright, well, uh, anything else? It's going to be good. Before we set it up, um, get ready. Spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> Don't forget. To spay and neuter your pets, 
What's the other thing Bob Barker said? Um, Do you used to watch? To be a millionaire. No! Did you used to watch Price is Right as a child? Um, no. That was like, that. my grandma used to watch right, it. Right, right, so right. that was like my jam. Uh, somehow we've recorded for 44 minutes already. <laughs> FYI, we should do, just throw we it. Should be part oh, one, do you want to do your? And then we don't even get to the show until part two. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to do your beer before so, we start? Yeah, so I was, I was gonna make that a segment, but I was like, segment. <laughs> segment. Okay. Uh, okay, Corey, sing the um, beer segment. No, the um, Corey and Daniel flashback segment. What? Oh, the flashback the, uh, sorry, segment. Sorry, callback, because uh, this is, we're tying a loop that we started I'm a long time ago. I'm so horrible at doing music shit. That's like McDonald's. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm not going to do an original melody. That's okay. Um, so we talked about... <laughs> that was great. I love that one. Um, a few episodes back, we talked about how Philo and Corey get packs of Japanese snacks. And one thing was a beer, a powdered beer. A powdered beer. And um, in <laughs> Japanese, because I took Japanese in high oh, school, in katakana, it says biru, which is the Japanese oh, word for beer. Biru. Yeah. Biru. Um, I knew that, beer, actually. And I was like, well, I'll have that. And Corey was like, sure, great. So um, I opened the packet. Yeah, what does it smell like? It smells kind of like fruity candy, like kind of tropical. Oh, that makes sense. And um, I'm going to pour it into my glass. And you can hopefully hear the sizzle, and then I'll let you know how it tastes. Do you need a spoon? <laughs> I'll just... Wait, let me get you a spoon. It's fizzing, but not vigorously. It smells... I don't want to say what it... Punchy. I don't want to say what it looks like. <laughs> Are you... Oh, we're still going. Okay. Yeah, we're still going. It's just you and me, listener. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Oh, my God. You're so funny. Um. Uh, Corey's coming back with the spoon so that I can mix my powdered beer and give you guys the review. Oh, my gosh. She got me um, (laughs) the spoon that you used to hold a sugar cube dipped in absinthe when you were making a... Is that a martini? No, an old-fashioned... Wait, you drink absinthe with a with no, a martini? No, no, no. no. I think no, I think you do. I think you rinse the glass with absinthe. Really? I don't know that. It could be a different drink. Uh, sure. I know, like you, if when like old timey absinthe that used to make you hallucinate. Oh, how's it taste like? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like absinthe. it? Um. <laughs> It, it's it's really sweet. It's not like beer, and it's not alcoholic. It's just yeah. Oh, it has a little bit of a foam on the top, though, like beer. Yeah. I just noticed that. Do Interesting. You want a taste? No, I'm so good. I can just imagine. Like a lot of that candy was sweet, and I'm like so good. You enjoy that, Daniel. <laughs> it was good. Sorry, I cut you off. You were talking no. about something. Oh, like old timey absinthe. I think the sugar when yeah, they the put the sugar wood. cube on top, the the it would activate the wormwood or something, oh. and that's what made them hallucinate. What drink is that? Absinthe. No, but what drink is it? Absinthe, isn't no, it? No, that's the spirit. 55 minutes later. <laughs> Come back next week when we actually watch the movie. All right. Ready? Carrie, the musical. Here we go. Throw it up there. <laughs> so 
rewind, <laughs> listen to that part, transcribe the audio in a five-star iTunes review And comment. then we'll come back and answer. So, have you seen High School Musical? No. So, in the, I think it's either the first or the second number in this movie. All the kids are singing about, like... There's the kids who are like, I have to do everything just right. And then there's the bad yeah. kids who are like, I like to drink or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, it felt very stick to the status quo because they're all like expressing anxiety about that. But you haven't seen High School Musical, so that means nothing to you. Um, <laughs> let's see. And I'm watching this and I'm wondering, are, there any pre- are theater people like in on the joke? Because like every time there's like a, there's like a line of dialogue, some dialogue, and then you hear oh. the piano go... Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> it's so like I'm like you guys know that it's like goofy silly right yes I think that's the point like I think that's the formula yeah um, let's talk about our least favorite character so far on the count of three we're gonna say her name one two three Miss, Miss Desjardins that's right except in this movie her name is Miss Gardner and I'm like Miss Collins was fine. Wait, her name is Miss Gardner? Yeah, I wrote it down because I was like, Gardner. Her voice sounds like Molly Shannon. Yeah. (laughs) Right? A little bit, yeah. And um, her performance is bad. Yeah, I was just going to say, here's how much I care about the actors they cast. Not at all. I can't even remember. Like, I didn't even realize her name oh, was Ms. Gardner. I like Sue and I like Billy, and I I like and I like Margaret. Uh, Margaret is probably the best. And Carrie's pretty good too because she's like a plain looking girl, and I believe her as what she's playing so far. Are we talking about anything that happened yet? Or are we saving that for the end? Uh, up to you. Can we talk about her number? Sure. The first one or the Carrie's number. The last one. I'm Carrie. <laughs> One that lasted like twenty minutes. Yeah, that was an <laughs> exorbitantly long and interminably long song. Uh, I think we just saw Margaret White physically assault Carrie, oh. and then somehow her shirt was open, and Margaret right. White was cowering in the corner. Right, but right, and when they were at dinner, her blouse <laughs> was open. Her, her white night robe. Her, it's her... but she was wearing it at work. Or church or wherever. No, so that like, was just home. She just has her house dress. Oh, is that what it was? We haven't seen her. Like, I know it's a play, oh, but I, I don't think we've seen her anywhere else besides the house. Oh, I keep getting confused if she's at church because at first I was like, oh, they're in a church because there were men singing, but that they was were the, that was the men the on the radio. Yeah. But then when Carrie is praying, I was like, oh, but now Carrie's at a church because there's candles and she's praying. But no, that was she was in a closet in the prayer closet. Yeah. Okay, so I'm really not good at interpreting Theater. what's happening in place. It's theater. <laughs> I love theater set design. I think it's so neat. Um, but uh, This one is weird. But so, what I have written down for Margaret regarding her going to a church, I was like, oh, is, does Margaret have a church? And then I wrote, the implications! Because <laughs> that really alters Margaret's character if she is if she belongs to a to church it. that has those teachings. You know what I mean? In the very first... The very first, I was gonna say the very first episode, but in the Brian De Palma movie, she's collecting money. Is it for a church or is it just for like it's for oh. it's regarding religion, her right. religious beliefs? But I can't remember if it was for a church or just because right. she was like, so like to money. me, 
the Margaret White who belongs mm-hmm. to a church and the Margaret White who has made all this up and is her own weird thing. Mm-hmm. Those are two different characters. And mm. so that's oh. where I'm like, is there a church that's leading her like this? Or is it just she does it herself? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like no, one is a lot like, more powerful than That's a really good question and point that we've never asked before. Like, where did Margaret White's religious fervor come from? Uh, that's a really good word, fervor. Um, something else that was really good was Margaret White's number. That's the point yeah. where I went, oh, this isn't a high school musical. These are yeah. real theater people. Daniel's loving this shit. Um, the lady who's portraying Margaret White is can sing. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> like, can sing. Like, she can fucking sing. Yeah, She's like good. operatic high notes yeah. with the vibrato and... Um, someone else who had vibrato on a song was Tony White. <laughs> and at that point, Corey was like, you you like to watch things faster, right? Can we, like, speed this up a little bit? So we tried at 1.5 speed, and as soon as we went back, it was in the middle of him holding, like, the long closing note in his show, and we got back, and he's going, ah, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. And it was so silly. It was so, so funny. Silly. And then I was like... Let's try two times speed. And it got so much better. Yeah, let me tell you, that's the way you want to watch this. These songs are long. These people slow. But Fuck. it's but as far as I was worried about how effectively they'd be able to create a horror uh, atmosphere on the stage. Do you feel like it's horror? Oh my god, Corey! As soon as we <laughs> earlier we watched a little bit of it, we took a break and then we went back, or no, we were talking in the middle of it or something, and we looked back and the music went dun, and then a spotlight came on and Corey went. Whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> so I would say, yeah, I think it's really scary. I don't know what's going on, but like... I know what's going on, <laughs> I forgot. Carrie was telekinetic. Uh, I forgot. What else oh, did yeah, I say? Yeah. I was like, there was like a, to- a cross floating in front of her eyes, and I, as a joke, was like, Whoa, Corey, look at that. She has powers. And Corey went like, Whoa! I was like, why is there like, something flying around? What's the other thing? Oh, I forgot about the pig's blood. Like, I yeah. just forgot all the important elements. How is uh, Chris? Uh, she's like the 2013 Chris, right? Yeah, but I like it in this movie. Because uh, she's like charming. And because she yeah. like, is always grinding on Billy like a stripper. It's <laughs> she's so great. very sexual. But to me, it's eh, where... This feels like a more interesting, fun character. Yeah, it has more... It's not the Chris from the book. It's not the Chris from De Palma. Oh, 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 oh. But it's definitely more... Uh, there's more depth to Yeah, her? it's like if the 1976 Chris... Yeah. It's that attitude, it's that length of hair, but dark hair, and she kind of dresses slut and she acts like a bitch. Yeah. It's fun, it's... Without the, like, goody-good-goodness. Yeah. But, um, and her first song, I, I enjoyed it. It was very popular. Oh, and it's like, I wrote down. According to you, Chris, it's so, like, 90s TV theme. It's so good. That's what I was thinking. And then I was going to ask you, because it very, is very much like a TV theme song, what are our theme songs? And then we sing it to that, but save it for the last episode. So yeah. you'd be like, the world of Corey to Corey, and then we have a verse. Da, 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 da. Right. Save it for the last episode. <laughs> okay, um, at one point after the locker... Oh, the locker room scene was... Uh, I did what it was supposed to. 
So I guess like when Daniel's talking about like uh, this being a horror, there is those elements of like she did come out with blood on her hands. Uh, they did pelt sanitary napkins and tampons at her. Yeah, and the whole set is painted black, and that really contributes <clears throat> to it. I think. Yeah, I the, so the set design makes me feel like they're just doing it against the like like proms already happened and that's just like the remnants of prom like in carry to 19 whatever the fucking year that was mm-hmm. yeah it makes me think of that um 1999 2002 is the, the ca- carry, carry two, two is carry 1999, 1999. Yeah. um we are really supposed to hate norma in this movie is norma in this movie yeah she showed up and then miss miss <laughs> What's her name? Miss Guardian or whatever? Miss Gardner. Multiple times in the song. Multiple times she's like, Pick it up, Norma! Like, she gets on Norma a lot. But, um... Uh, can we explore this aspect of Carrie? She's the most devoutly religious. Like, uh, an active yeah. participant in her own situation in this movie. And she's not in any of the other ones. That changes her character a little bit. So I was noticing... Because it is theater... Um, there's a lot of, like, within the dialogue, them telling us, like, I wrote some of it down, like, praying Carrie, or, oh, Carrie, you gonna take your mom to prom? Like, I feel like they have to do that to show us how devoutly religious that is, and I think that's what them making her very religious shows. Because, mm-hmm. like, in a book and in a movie, you can sh- you can show it in a lot of different ways in theater you kind of have to tell it right yeah <clears throat> so um another thing i liked was in the musical where they're developing the whole getting carried to prom doing the pig's blood situation mm. we're seeing that even though chris and sue didn't met, like collaborate on that um it's like they were both on like the wavelength of like creating the disaster because they're both planning and they're very like devil angel like Chris <laughs> and we're gonna drop the pig's blood on her cause she's a bitch like and then Sue is like and we're gonna take her to prom so she can oh. finally have a good night and it's uh, I liked how they were pairing them up like that cause it's like there's a spiritual connection destiny thing so Daniel and I are watching this at the same time in the same room, but I like, where am I? <laughs> oh, believe me, it's taking everything I have right now to like, I don't... Um, be present in this universe. This uh, play is really sending me to even... a different world. I don't even know, like, what? I didn't even notice any of that. But within telling a story, a very nice touch. Um... I have three more notes, and then we sure. can check in with you. <laughs> Corey told me to take the lead. That's why I'm being really bullish right now. No, that's good. Do it. Because okay, um, I'm always the one who's like, I think not the Is it in that I'm number where like... we're looking at Chris, we're looking at Sue, we're looking at Chris, we're looking at Sue, we go back to Chris, and Billy has no shirt on? That part really caught both of us by surprise. We both looked at each other like, whoa. <laughs> so, what kind of play are we watching here? Like, it's great. Describe it as like 2002 made for a TV movie, but like racy. Yeah, it's racy. <laughs> They're swearing. They're, they said bitch. 
They did say bitch. I think they said ass too. Something else I wrote down because we were both like, oh my god. Oh, how's your pussy princess? How's your yeah? How's your pussy princess? (laughs) That's a a line in this musical. Yeah, where some two carry like some of the jock kids like, how's your pussy princess? (laughs) Coriander looked at each other. I wrote that down. I was like, what the? What are we watching here? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of racy, Margaret White at dinner with her dress open. I was like, this is not modest, Mrs. White. I take great offense to how they dressed her. Yeah. That's not. She would she was not be doing that. A white that. silky dress with purple flowers. It seems so sluggy for Margaret White. Like she would never wear a light color. She's mm-hmm. she wears dark. Not only that's modest. Not only that, she would not spend her time in lingerie. Do you know right. what I mean? She was she wearing would... lingerie. She was wearing like this lovely yeah. pearl colored slip. Well, it's very reminiscent of Sissy Spacek's dress, just white and shorter. <gasps> But then she's doing, she's like that out at the dinner table, and I don't think Margaret Wright would do that. But no, then it contributes to her having, I don't know, her musical, because she's talking about Carrie's dad, and it was very sexual, and then she's oh, like yeah. hugging Carrie while she's doing it. Like, talk about creating a horror atmosphere. Like, that was, you know, Well, I, I wrote down, because, like, that was just the last part we watched. Um, and I wrote down, it was kind of rapey. Like, Margaret yeah. was, like, Assaulting manhandling her, but like in a sexual, but then it was like sexual, so I was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Icky. Um, They're dirty. Oh, and then Carrie opened her shirt and Corey went, Whoa, Carrie. I was just like, Did she open it or did the mom pull it open? The mom. The mom, the mom did. Like oh, when they were God. tussling. I that's missed why that because I was writing my notes about that's it. That's why I was like, it's kind of rapey. Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. Like they were tussling and then she stood up and her shirt was open. I was like, what? I like when Tommy comes to the door and they have the spotlight on Carrie but not on Tommy. Because that's just, <laughs> it just shows she's inside and he's outside. I was like, yeah, that's. Because it's the Carrie verse. Fun design. Uh, there's a lot of Brian De Palma influence. Uh, in this musical, the poetry, which some, for some reason people are like obsessed with when they retell the story. Oh yeah. And the library for her. Yeah, like Tommy wants her. to be a writer. Yeah, like so that's so interesting that in every version we've seen, whether Tommy wants to be a writer or not, they they've recreated Brian De Palma's reading poetry in class. And Brian De Palma's Carrie going to the library to learn about her telekinesis. Mm. I felt like if anywhere you could not do that would have been in the musical because you could just sing a fucking song about it. <laughs> right. But not, that's not what happened. I had to write a poetry for my elementary education classes the other, just the other day. Oh, you did? How'd it go? Um... There's a line to write our name. There's a line to write the date. There's a line for five, six, seven. There's a line for number eight. There's a line for where we go to lunch. It's where we get our plate. There's a line for when we take our turns. It's where we learn to wait. And there's a line to go home. And then, and there's a line at the end of the day when it's time to go home and hibernate or something. That's how it ends. It's cute. It is cute. What did you write that for? Uh, like elementary education classes. Uh, it's for <clears throat> my principles of writing instruction class. We read the chapter on poetry this week, so I had to write a poem. Aww. It's called Lines, Lines, Lines. That's a good one. You should read that to some kids. 
like they would really enjoy that. Thank you. Uh, my poetry button has been turned off for quite some time now. Oh. <laughs> it's just, just off. Well. It's just, it's resting. It's resting. It's resting. How do you, how will you know when it's time to turn it back on? Or uh, when it turns itself on? It, it'll happen. It just happens. It just happens. It's not like happened. you're, like, trying it and, like, it's not working. It's just, it'll just, when it's on, it's Well, on. I've tried, and then nothing happens. And then I've tried again, and nothing happens. So I'm just, like, <laughs> I guess it's just off for now. <laughs> okay. Not happening. Uh, should we watch the rest of this, or do you want to finish our notes from this little... Um, I'm out of my notes. If oh. you have more notes, let's finish yours. Well, you know me. Once start taking notes, it's over. Uh, one of the things I like about this is that they actually show the White Commission. So, like, when Sue has to... Oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of my first notes. Talk, I about, talk it. about it? Yeah. I remember the word. It's epistolary. Is that all the different perspectives? Yeah. Huh. That's so... Um, I was going to say it points to the play for maintaining the epistolary <clears throat> nature of Stephen King's original novel. Um, she, she. With all that uh, different stuff. Uh... I also wrote down it's cast like the 2013 yeah. film, but like uh, Chris is very much reminiscent of that Chris, but then it's kind of like cheesy, like the 2002 movie, but then it's not because they say s stuff. How do you feel about the backdrop? You said you liked it and like it. Yeah, I like it. You like it? I think the way they figure out how to do that kind of stuff on plays is so interesting. Like, it that's is very one thing interesting. That was super cool in the SpongeBob musical. Yeah. Um, they used like giant versions of like trash that would end up under the sea, like to make oh, stuff, which so is something cool. that they do in SpongeBob. It has SpongeBob has that kind of like arts and crafts and glue and temper paint vibe. Yeah, and so it was cool to see that kind of translated to the big screen. I really enjoyed the SpongeBob musical. I think I might be a musical person. So, but you, yeah, because you said you were really into this, right? You were I like, they got I, me. I was like, I'm absorbed. They've got me. I'm not sitting in Corey's little greenhouse right now. I'm in the audience and I'm watching this play on a stage. Well, it is singing. Like, as opposed to just talking. Yeah. Like, singing can be more engaging, I think. Maybe that's what it is. Like a, like a siren. <laughs> like, like a mythological siren, not an amulet siren. Or the lobster. Or it's the lobster. <laughs> or it's the lobster. Um, also, they use the 2002 period before they yell plug it up. Did you yeah. notice period, that? Period. Period. Uh, <laughs> the principal's so bad. In this. Oh my so god! Bad. How he? But he totally tricked you. Oh, that—that that was my first note. As soon cool. as the play starts, it's they're delivering the regular like turn off your cell phone, whatever. Oh but yeah! It's over the scene, and he's like, "Good morning, Chamberlain High." And Corey was like, "What the fuck? Is this a high school play?" They got me so good. Yeah, and then I was. And then I was. They got me already. <laughs> and then that was like, I was like, "Oh no, that's the fucking high school." And Carrie. Uh, I said that. Oh, the way they introduced Margaret White was nice. Like, with the the uh, gospel singers on the radio. But, yeah. like, there were real people there. Like, that was a really nice But they were, like, yeah. It, it looked like they were in a little box. And it's, like, yeah. oh, is that, like, a singing box in the church or yeah, something? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it's... 
the radio. Yeah. Like it was, that yeah, was, it was cool. Like, they, were, they were lit in red and there were gospel yeah. singers because she was listening to gospel music radio. But I that's where I was confused. I was like, is she in her church or is she in her house? But No. But, like, that's one thing I will say. Like, they have that set. Just, like, the backdrop is just the building, which is kind of plain. But then they do this really nice thing where they make the background just black, but drop all the lights, and then have a spotlight, and it's a nice, like, storytelling effect. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it. Totally. It's good. Uh, what year is this? Like, what year is... The, oh, they do? Yeah. So, like, 2000s? I think they have, like, iPhone-style phones. So, oh, after shit. 2007. I wonder if it's just because, so the one that we're watching, there's different versions of them, but the one that we're watching is from 2013. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's just 2013. Low thumb. Low thumb. Low thumb. All right, I guess that's our cue to continue watching the musical. So long, gang. <laughs> we'll hey, be back. podcast? All right, we did it. Boop, boop, Yeah, it happened. Uh, so for the rest of the podcast, Daniel's lobster head is going to take over, and then yeah, I'm my, going by everybody. my baby uh, deer skull is going to take over for me. Hey team, how you doing? Happy Halloween! <laughs> That's my spines. <laughs> Here, these are my brain crevices. I can't remember what these are called. The name for them, though. Corey's pointing at, like the thing I was talking about at the beginning of the episode where the different parts of the skull look like they're sewn together. It's so cool. And it's like this, right? Because it's like, it expands, correct? Or like, grows bigger? Or like, so it can move? I don't really believe in science. <laughs> like science? What the fuck? Who needs it? Do you believe in magic? <laughs> oh, oh, wholeheartedly. Without a question. Cool. I always feel like, maybe it's like a secret message seismograph oh that'd be cool if there was a way to decode it yeah what's written in the seams of this baby deer's skull oh this looks like flames anyway oh wait hang on it matches Uh, the flames flames on the cover of the musical book for Carrie the musical hey Corey hey Daniel on a scale of one to ten yeah if you were told that you were going to watch a Carrie musical, uh-huh. how much of what we just saw would align with that expectation? I guess it would depend if I had high hopes or no or low expectations. Just Carrie the musical, what we just saw. Uh, Is that what you thought it was going to be? Uh, yeah. Me too, 100%. It's just... <laughs> It's just a lot of, it's a lot of literally, I'm Carrie, and then Carrie's mom, Carrie, Carrie, Carrie. It's, uh, did nothing to defy my expectations, except it did one thing where I was like, whoa. Oh, I think I know what it is. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? One, two, three. Yeah, I already one, two, three. Carrie kills Tommy. Oh, shit. I was going to say kills the mom. Oh. No. Because you gasped. You were like... <gasps> no, I gasped because I realized they did the book thing they, of stopping her heart. Yeah. Because they played a heartbeat. And I was like, oh, they did that. They did that. Yeah. Yeah, so I wrote down a little heart with little beating marks to make sure that I talk about that. Oh, so you Check. liked when Carrie killed Tommy. No, that defied my expectation. Oh. That's something where I was like, whoa, what's going on here? 
Yeah, I was kind of wondering. Oh, you know what we never got? Uh, what's your face's pregnancy? Sue Snell. They never talk about that at all. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't have time for like a 21st song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there was 20 songs in that. Uh, you know what I realized is no, that... Corey, what? <laughs> I really like having a playbill when I go to see a theater thing. Because I flipped through the whole musical book as we were watching it. Because I yeah. had to know where we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to the blood drop. Uh, nothing exciting really happened. There was no interesting dialogue. No good choices. Um, the actress looked straight traumatized at the oh, end. Oh, at the end of it, like, yeah. But so we're watching wrong, it on double right? speed, and then the blood dropped, and then Carrie was singing a song in classical, just musical theater. Go! <laughs> style to the piano. That was good, though. Like I was I was waiting. I really thought it was going to be like, boom, boom, with some guitars, and then it would go to like doing like really rock music. To, yeah. But it didn't really... It did that a little bit, but eh. So you write when you say very classical, like, music theater... Just continue with the, with the piano and that yeah. style of like, and I'm Carrie and yeah. I'm so sad you would do this to me. But the reason I liked it is because I feel like it, we finally got a look at what Carrie was thinking as opposed to the glazed over PTSD, uh, another personality taking over. So yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah, kind of yeah. like into that. And then I had like hope. And then it quickly dissolved once she started making rapid arm motions and the lights started changing and people fell down. <laughs> That's when Chris and Billy died too, right? Oh, did they? Um. I they were well so like the partition I like I I don't know if this is like the original set or just the set for this particular Carrie musical but it was like the backdrop of prom was like someone's murder house yeah with streamers over it so that gets taken away and then Chris and Billy are behind it Hmm. I think I know why they I think I know why she killed Tommy why? because you can't drop an actual bucket on a person's head IRL oh that makes sense over and over and over and over again that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill actors. <laughs> or eventually you run out. They gotta do this thing eight times a week. I'm just, what if they're doing it twice a night? It's <laughs> a lot of fucking actors. Running through them like cigarettes there. They're like, ah, oh, fuck, bring in the next Tommy Ross. <laughs> that would be a real horror show. Um, did that uh, feel like we were watching a horror movie? I felt like I was watching a really boring teen <laughs> drama that I've seen a thousand times, and I just kept thinking, like, this story is so cliche. <laughs> but Because it's the 18th version of it that we've seen. No, but just... Like, think about how many times you've seen that story in other versions. You're right, In other though. movies. Yes. Like, that, that's what I was thinking. I yeah. was just like, this could be any one of those fucking... St- like, any one of them. But then you have to remember this... The original came out in 1974. And was hugely influential. And, yes. And the other thing I kept thinking was... 
Stephen King wrote that book, no doubt, brought Carrie into our universe. But everyone else who has made a film or any other version of it has been highly influenced by what Brian De Palma did. Totally, yes. Which I feel is very interesting. And I wonder if it... Like, are people... I, w- I would think you would read the original material by, by King, and then you would watch De Palma. So, like, my question is, why aren't people making more choices based on what King did, as opposed to, like, specifically recreating things that De Palma made up for that film? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's just, like, a strange choice to me. Yeah, why are we referencing Carrie the movie and not Carrie the book? <clears throat> Maybe, yeah. Unless, because it's film or a- acting, they're trying to pay more homage to that? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I do feel that this was rather unique. Like, this felt where the movies felt more close together, this felt very far apart. But I think that's more just because it's a musical. So it's told through the lens of we're singing all these piano songs. Um, I felt like this and maybe it's because it is a musical did a better job of telling showing who the characters are do you know what i mean like every like you felt like you got a little bit more in depth yeah especially than the 2013 one like this chris had chris as an open and out bad girl but yeah she was more interesting in this one because she she kept taking her shirt off on tuesday no, no, her no, it wasn't that. It was just the way she was played. Was it was like she's a. She played the like Percy girl who's making bad decisions because she knows that she can, very very well. Whereas the other one, I don't know. I just didn't get a strong character vibe at all from twenty thirteen. The twenty thirteen one. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, pretty vanilla. They tried to make Tommy into more of like they're like he's an artist and he's a dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah, I wrote down a line. Tommy, why are you so perfect? Because there was that whole song at the end called Shine On? Shine? Yeah, Shine something. And And they smooched. It was like a Tommy Sue love story. You shine. Oh boy. And they were going to break up, but then he was like, no, we're not going to break up because next month we're both going to be in (laughs) Harvard. I thought they were going backpacking in Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, you're right though. They're going to Harvard and they're backpacking through Europe, so. Oh, God bless them. Have you ever been to Harvard? <laughs> Me? Yeah, I graduated from there. Oh my gosh, I was so ready to believe you. I was like, wow, really? You never mentioned it. <laughs> Can't you tell? Because it didn't happen. <laughs> Have you ever been to Harvard? No, I've never been to America. What's the other place? Harvard, Stanford? Stanford, isn't that? Yale? Yeah. Brown. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, Carrie and Margaret don't fight on the way out of the house. It's just Margaret's like, Carrie, please don't go to prom. Carrie. And then Carrie's Carrie. like, No, mommy, I'm going to go. But that was kind of hard for me to digest because I didn't see the transition between they're setting up Carrie to be a much more active participant in the religious situation than she is in the other things where she's like, this is kind of my mom's deal, not really so much my deal. I don't really like it. Yeah. But in this one, she's like praying and she's super into it. So I'm like, where did, why set that up and then not really make a clear transition to 
Carrie deciding to go with the Billy or with Tommy to the prom. Or why not save the part where she rips off Carrie's shirt till then? Right. Because then that kind of makes more sense with the continuity. Yeah. Um, I had a thought. Oh, was that the break? And I just didn't. Maybe that was the break, wasn't it? That's when Carrie's like, okay, there's, this is more than maybe I can handle it with my mom oh, talking about my dad okay. and ripping my shirt open. Yeah, maybe. She kind of yes. gave up already. Um, fuck! I lost my thought again. It came back and then I lost it. Oh, well. So elusive. Uh, there's a lot of acting in this thing. Yeah, like, lots of acting. 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 Um, Margaret White has red lipstick. What's up with that? Margaret White walks around in lingerie the whole thing. So what's up with that? <laughs> I mean, it's like it's the same thing, right? She is horny. <laughs> I wrote out the over-sexualization of women. Because Norma was trying to get it on with the principal. Right. Remember? She was and like, he just shrugs her off. He's just like, uh, <laughs> no. Whereas, He's yeah. just like, ah, oh, all these horny teenage girls trying to bang me all the time. Uh, I really liked him, Carrie, after she gets the blood dropped on her, she's singing a song that kind of summarizes the whole arc. Yeah. Where we start in the beginning, we're going, and she's like, you should have told me, or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that, because that's something that got set up really well in the 2002 movie, where she's like, I don't like to be tricked, so that's something that they made uh, into more of a through line in this movie than in the other ones. Um... I forget. Fucking, I can't it keep any thought in my head. Except Daniel did say that Carrie's dress looked like bikini bottom. Oh, yeah. It had these embroidered flowers bikini like bottom. the bikini bottom sky. It came yeah. out and I was like, Spongebob! Because we were talking about the Spongebob musical. Yeah. I was like, the synchronicities. I know. Yeah. Did, did you notice if Margaret said something about her dress being red? I didn't. No, no, but right. so her the initial slip that she wears is white with purple flowers, but it has red in certain spots, uh, red flowers. And I was like, is that supposed? Are we supposed to be thinking about like blood and she's bleeding? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. But so I don't think that you really saw the scene where did Carrie, I not Carrie and Margaret where Margaret stabs Carrie? What happened? So it just she does it very slowly and gingerly, oh. and you'd been looking away and you looked right at it and you didn't react to that. So I was like, did you see that happen? And you said yeah, but I don't think that you did. I think I saw the end of it. But it's just, it's like, I'm gonna get you, oh, no, and it goes that. like, bah, the knife right in Carrie's little back, and Carrie's like, oh no, mama. Is that why she was traumatized at the end? Yeah, oh yeah, but then, so, when they came out for, <laughs> so after all of it, and the play is finally over, um, they come out for their little cast, take a bow thingy, and all the characters are coming out, and <sighs> Carrie comes out, and she's just like, she just walks up very, like, business-like to the stage, straight face, and she's, like, woo, like, yeah. she looks so out of it. She, Corey was, like, worried about her. I know. Like, she looks I, fucked up. I want, I want a mental, can someone give me her <laughs> mental health check? Cause yeah, she can looks get a report? Destroyed. Um, I had issues <laughs> with Margaret, well, first of all, I hate all of the clothes in this film. All of them. Awful. I had yeah. issues, though, with Margaret. I liked Chris's outfits. Did she have, like, on a Ouija board shirt or something? Or, like, a magic symbol shirt? She was kind of, she was kind of pushing, no, no, I was going to say she was pushing a, a goth line. She wasn't. Oh, she was yeah. Just wearing, no, but she was just wearing black. But she had, like, a mini sweater on, and she, she looked cute, like a bad girl. She probably was the best dressed. 
fucking Chris definitely was not. Yeah. What the fuck was happening there? But Margaret, she was either in a slip in a robe or house coat, and then at the end, when she decides she's going to kill her daughter, she brushes her hair, puts on lipstick, a black dress, and black gloves. Yeah. And shoes. And stockings. Well, like, she's mourning, I guess. I guess. Well, I guess it's like, if you were thinking about it, it's preparing for the blood ritual. You're right. Because, like, when we, if we were relating it back to earlier episodes of that, like, being one of the... Blood magic. Yeah, blood magic thing. Or, like, <laughs> in DePablo's one, when she comes home and it's, like, there's candles everywhere. It's, like, mm-hmm. the scene is set. Yeah, come on. Setting the scene. Yeah, that shall not suffer a witch to live. How is the foreshadowing of that song all the way leading up to prom for 18 minutes? They're like, it's gonna be a night we won't forget. I forgot it already. Uh, but I was like, yeah, you sure won't. Um, so there was... <laughs> They're gonna die. I wrote, I wrote that down. I wrote down, you sure won't, in quotes, Daniel during prom. <laughs> well, I mean, did they? Because they all died. They didn't forget about it. <laughs> they just took it with them to their next incarnation. Yeah. Um. I, I like. There was a song where they're like, "Boy, we are all so mean, and maybe we shouldn't have been." Was and, there? Yeah, where they're like, "Boy, wow, it doesn't feel good to be on the outside." And I was like, oh, "Okay, well, okay, it's I kind of nice remember that." Acknowledge that. That was my least favorite thing about the two thousand two movie was that we just see however many years it is later and the town is back and worse and more bullisome than before. I was like, oh, so we learned nothing. The 2002 movie or the oh, 1999? Oh, sorry, the 1999 one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, the sequel. No, you're... Yeah. Yes, but I wanted to bring up... Uh, so Chamberlain, Maine, or like a theme in Stephen King's writing is that... I think it's Chamberlain, mostly. Like there's... It's like a town that's not right. Like, it's already not inherently right. Like, from just, like, maybe the land. So, like, I think that speaks to that theme in King's writing. of like, it it's, like Gary, Indiana? Yeah. Yeah, like that. So it's, like, already, like... It's just the place poisoned, that sucks. Like, the place is already, like, poisoned or bad. Yeah. Or, like, I, I can't remember all of it, but, like, Salem's Lot. Like, it's just, like, the land is, like... Or a Roanoke, like it's just bad. So like even anything that would happen is gonna be bad because it's inherently bad. The energy, the vibes yeah. are um, not right. The vibes. Speaking of vibes, it's my last yeah. chance to hear someone yell vibes. No one did it. No one did it. No one did it. But guess what? When we make our version of Carrie, right. vibes, it's happening. Um, I'm out of notes. Do you have notes? Yeah. No Good. pigs butt stew. No pigs butt stew. What's no up with Margaret's outfits? What the fuck? Murder! Tommy Ross. Uh, I wrote... From Carrie the... kills Tommy in this one. Yeah. Boring. Like, it's like she it's shoots like... him. <laughs> like Was she just exploding people's brains? Yeah, and lifting people up. I thought that was cool. The way they acted out, people lifting up. They just stood up on their toes. <laughs> but it was it looked cool I was like wow you know for the tools you got cool you can't really hang people well, I mean like I feel like even though we're kind of like eh, 
they still did a really good job. Oh, they did acting. a great job. They, like, there were some really good acting performances. Good. There were some that weren't. There were some... I really liked a lot of the set design and the effects. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wrote meh for that part. I wrote The Curse of Blood. I don't know why. And then the, my favorite part was when the pig's blood dropped and then Carrie reached into her breast and pulled out a Kleenex to wipe her face. Oh, that's a yeah, classic, you were laughing really hard. That's a classic Corey move. Oh. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's me. Uh, fucking Sue is a prom, which is a Brian De Palma move. Prom was called A Night We'll Never Forget. What was it called in the films? A Night to Remember? A Night in Venice? Yeah, and then in the book it was oh, a, a night, night under in the stars or something. Under the stars, yeah. so a night in Venice, a night under the stars, a night, night we'll never forget, forget, which is a song in the musical. Uh, and then I started to have PTSD from Brian De Palma's film when they like spin around for twenty minutes at prom, and I felt like that was gonna happen, and I really didn't want it to. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff that would not go right. <laughs> in prom. That was it, I think. Oh, besides Tommy Ross being perfect. Is Tommy Ross the hero of this story? Or is Sue the hero of this story? I didn't like this Sue at all. She was so she like, I'm a good girl and I make good decisions. And just, uh, I was so not into it. And then half the time she's getting interviewed by police and she's just in a corner hugging her vest. And she's like, it shouldn't have happened. I shouldn't have done it. And uh, Done it. Uh, for the I'm last, sorry. for the last episode, let's each come up with a line of dialogue for one of the characters in the musical, but an original one. Let's just sing it. Why? Do, why wait? Let's do it. Oh, cause I'm not that quick. Do you have one? Um. <laughs> sure. And Ralph, if only you could see your daughter now. Margaret White. She's Carrie. <laughs> she's Carrie. For real, half of the movie was somebody singing the word Carrie. Ah, uh, for real. Uh, I don't have one. I need like ten, ten days okay. to work. Okay, you are out. you're Billy, and you're getting the I'm blood Billy. because the hot girl said so, and you have no shirt on. Boobs. I love Chris's boobs, and I'll get this blood, because I love her boobs. <laughs> and you can see my boobs, too. <laughs> but I'm a man, so I can just show them to you. But a lady's boobs. No. <laughs> I wanted to say, because we were watching a two-time speed, so there was no Black Forest cuckoo clock, but at the end, Margaret certainly sounds it. What? Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, because uh, the vibrato, her vibrato was real intense. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret, Margaret White. Uh, so, I don't know, do you want to talk about this? This isn't fun at all. But I was thinking about... How, like, we were joking, or it was supposed to be me joking around about, like, how Carrie kills all her classmates and then goes home and takes a pig, pig blood to see that. Yeah. But what's problematic with that, uh, laissez-faire statement is that 
Stephen King's books, including this one, have been banned from schools because they talk about killing your classmates, oh, which is sense. a theme in the United States. Uh, and I feel like this musical and the Kimberly Pierce films spent a lot of time trying to explain to the audience and or justify why Margaret White would kill her daughter. So just like, I don't know, like, the troubling themes that exist within particularly this piece of King's work and how, like, we as a society deal with them or try to justify them. Yeah. I don't know if that's a question or a statement, but... Um regarding I really like that you described killing your classmates as a theme in America it's just, I mean I mean no just as far as like America isn't like a story but it, it is it is it's a story um it's interesting I wonder how much classmate killing was happening when Carrie came out I don't think it was that much cause like Columbine was when it really got kicked off, right? So, yes, and I remember there's another So I I don't remember when I when or where I read this, but there's another King story. It's a collection of short stories. And in that book, there's a kid who comes to school and kills all his classmates like with a gun. Like it's very like school shooting style. Yeah. And that's the ve- I think that's the very first time people were like, oh no, you can't, you can't let this book in school. Mm. That might have been in the 80s. When was Columbine? Ni- 90s? Like 2000. Oh, really? Um. Because remember there was also that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, was it called like Basketball Diaries? Where he's like a school shooter. And then after that, I think like one of the first shootings happened and then they were like oh you can't show this kind of stuff in the theater I think that was late 90s so I remember kind of being in school there's still. a school shooting oh no or was it a stabbing and pay it forward it was a stabbing oh. but like I guess if we're talking about themes it's this very big theme in American uh, entertainment right yeah But we can't see. Never mind. Uh, just the American weird thing of violence versus nudity, but isn't isn't okay. Well, yeah, like we were just talking. Like I was just jokingly singing my song about boobs. Like, it's okay to see men's boobs. To see men's well, it's a like it's okay to see men's boobs, but not women's boobs. Right. And it's okay to I mean, it, what whatever you want to do, do. But just for the sake of argument. It's okay to write a book about where where people throw tampons and pig blood on a girl and then she kills all her classmates, but it's not okay in school. You know what I mean? Like, how about yeah. how about the conversation being why is it not okay in school or should it be okay in school and we talk about it instead yeah, of just yeah, being yeah, yeah. like. No, 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 you can't look at that. Like, that or, doesn't like, really... to kids to discover outside of school. Yeah, like, that doesn't really do anything. Just along those lines of, like, 
protecting the children from the information, but it's like, there's nothing kids don't know. But are you protecting them, or are you... Sheltering? Sheltering, or are you teaching them this... Or like, are you, like, instilling the, like, shame? Or shame, fear? and then fear, and then also are you teaching them of, like, it's, which I understand, it's right, you can act like this in certain situations, but you can act like that in other situations. But, like, everything is, like, implied. There's no conversation, I guess. And then if I am looking at it to what we just watched with the desire to justify Margaret White's infant side or whatever, daughter side, uh, instead of you trying to justify that, which, like, do you need to? Like, maybe we as an audience can have a conversation about it later without being angry? Maybe. Like, did you see the date, the new, do you like Dave Chappelle? Um, I don't watch his stuff. He just came out with a new stand-up. And, like, mm -hmm. Travis and I talked about this on the podcast we did the other day, so I won't, like, talk about it a lot. Like, I don't think he's funny, but he makes a lot of good points. But he's the kind of comic that you have to listen to the entire show to understand what he's saying. If you take anything he's saying out of context, you are going to be mad at him. Or if you don't listen to his whole thing, you are going to be mad at him. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, having the, the, the whole conversation, the wider conversation, without getting triggered by what the person is saying. And I feel like we talked about that on the second or third episode of this series, right? Mm -hmm. When we were talking about uh, the use of the N-word yeah. in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's great for the people who think that Dave Chappelle has something worth listening to the entire thing for and suspending that for. Yeah. I'm not that person. I'm just I'm kind of like, I saw that... He said transphobic stuff in it, and I was like, eh, I just don't need to hear that. But it, so, he did, but when you take, if you take it out of context, yes, he did. But if you listen to the whole thing, which is an investment of your time, uh... What's, like, the redemption? It's not the redemption, it's just he's saying it to make a specific point. Which is? Which is that he, it's not transphobic. <laughs> like, from, from... From where he's coming from, it's not transphobic. Well, people but, who say homophobic things don't think they're homophobic. People who say racist things don't think they're racist. Exactly. Like, I just... Exactly. No, like, exactly, exactly. But, like, I'm not gonna, like, repeat everything Dave Chappelle said, because, like, whatever. But, like, just, if you listen to it, you'd be like, oh. But maybe you wouldn't. Right. But also, like, he talked about a person that he knew that was trans and then ended up killing themselves because of I don't know what and then that like that kind of made me feel gross because I was like are you using this as an example are you using this are you using because he was like calling this person his friend but then like he was like I don't know what was going on in her personal life but you're calling this person your friend and you're telling us how like you offered to help make this person's uh, comedy career grow bigger, but you don't know what's going on in their personal life and they're your friend. And then 
they there kill them and then they kill area. themselves and then you use that as your story to prove to the world that you're not transphobic like that Ew. made me feel weird yeah that's icky yes could we take a short break just to do a check-in yes <laughs> uh maybe yeah in certain aspects but i think there's certain aspects especially in america where people are allowed to like think that a certain thing is a point of view when really it's um you're a moron like climate change like people are like there's no such thing as climate change mm. i get to just say that all scientists are lying it's like that kind of thing i'm like no shut up but um no other stuff everything is a conversation yeah i maybe that's like what i was getting at but like you just said it so much more eloquently <laughs> yeah so like for in a lot of different aspects it's like, yeah, let's have a discussion and different points of view and whatever. But right now, it's like that there's so much that's like the climate change thing where it's like there's no two sides to like, should people have rights? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, just people should have rights. And if you're trying to make that not happen, you're a bad person. Sorry. That's just what I think. But um, I don't know. I also think that, I don't know. A lot of other crazy stuff. Sorry, I wish I could come up with an example right now. <laughs> Daniel and I have been hanging out since 9 o'clock this morning and it's 2.30 it's been fun we're having fun well, yeah, I'm just saying having, it's been it was fun but it's been a while so that's, if, that's why we're kind of just like meh we're, yeah, <laughs> the energy is sagging a little bit sagging um, do we have a lot of more thoughts about the Carrie musical um, no, I read all my notes. What do you think? Is it over? Is it over? Is it over? Well, no, because, well, oh, we... it kind of is over. Because that's our last adaptation of Carrie. Yeah. I feel sad. Okay. Um, do you feel sad? No, I feel like we did a really good job. Yeah, I do too. But I wish... Do you want to walk? Do you want to walk through and do like a carry superlatives? What does that mean? Like best overall adaptation. Oh, okay. Do you want to do that now or in the last episode? Can we just do that? Sure. Just run through and then a couple yeah. of performances and best whatever. Uh, should we say them at the same time? No, that that would be awful for the people. <laughs> it would just be like us talking over each other. That'd be awful. Uh, okay. So best. Okay. Ov- oh, how about let's do best overall adaptation and best carry and best Margaret last, and let's do other littler things leading up to it. Okay. Okay. So... Best locker room scene. De Palma? De Palma. Best Miss Desjardins. Desjardins. I think we can say this at the same time. One, two, three. Judy Judy Greer. Greer. (laughs) Um, Best... uh, Prom? uh, Yeah, best prom. 2002. 2002. Ah, They got the theme, dude. Yeah, they did. Um... Most visually pleasing as well. Uh, best. Best cinematography. De Palma. Palma. <laughs> um, best, Chris. Uh, the musical. Oh really? I did like her a lot. I liked her a lot. Yeah. To me, she's a close second to uh, seventy six Chris. Yeah. 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 Best. But I liked her a lot. I liked her music. She had my favorite. I think my favorite song in the movie was her opening uh, but according to Chris that yeah. was according to Chris da, da, da. uh best action uh 
2013. Yeah, 2013. Best. Best Carrie. Oh, never mind. Not Carrie. Yeah. Best sequel. Sorry, it's kind um, of a trick question. There's only one sequel. The Lion King 2 Simba's ah! Quest. <laughs> never seen it. There's a really hot lion in this. <laughs> is there? Oh, yeah. Everybody loves him. His name is Kobu, and he has dark lion hair. I kind of, like, didn't have the hots for Scar, but, like, maybe I did. Intrigued. Intrigued. Yeah, there's something interesting going on there. <laughs> have you seen that meme where it says that, after, like, in the wild, after a lion, a male lion kills another male lion, he eats the lion? And then in the cartoon, uh, after he kills Simba's dad, he's in his cave picking his teeth, and there's a lion skull next to him. <laughs> what the hell? Fucking Disney. Um, That's sick. That's sick. <laughs> Best. Uh, House. Oh, De Palma. De Palma. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, De Palma. Best uh, confrontation between Miss Desjardins and Chris. Uh, I, I didn't really care about any of those. Oh, really? I mean... Judy Greer. I kind of like the 2002 one where she came in and like oh, threw yeah. all the tampons yeah, on sick. everyone. Oh yeah, that Miss Desjardin <laughs> was bossy. Yeah. Miss Desjardin. Miss Desjardin. Desjardin. Uh, Best Margaret. Uh, Piper, Piper Laurie. Laurie. Best Tommy Ross. Um. 2013? Oh, oh no. Oh, who? No, uh, 2002. Two. Or I was going to say this one was really, oh. really good. The musical was really good. Except he was a ginger. Uh, I'm not into it. Best Billy? Uh, 2002. 2002. Yeah. Um. Best Norma? Um. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, we didn't even we take... Well, I mean... I feel like the book is the best overall. Because you get to use your imagination. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I like the Norma in De Palma. Because she always had that red cap on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was blonde. Yeah. Yeah, I like her, too. She had the pigtails. Yeah. And she was always chewing gum. Best Sue? Uh, Amy Irving. Amy Irving. Natch. Yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> I really liked um, 2002 Sue because she was the one who, to me, most carried out the Stephen King thing of like what's really going on with this. Oh, woman. the British Sue. No, 2002. The oh, the, the black girl. The black. Oh. With the green eyes. Yeah. Who saves Carrie in the end? Come on. But um, I did not yes. like the musical Chris, the musical Sue mm -mm. at all. At all. Did not she like her. She was bad. Bad. Yeah, just, just total goody two-shoes, totally oh, not interesting at I all. feel like we always forget this part, and this is like the pivotal part of the film. Best pig's blood drop. Um, I, uh, the, um, De Palma. De Palma? That's, I think so. I would, um, I go with Kimberly Pierce all the way. 
Because she, they did it so many times, like, they were able to take the better ones and slice it, like, it's more artistic. Well, I would, yeah, I would give them, give it to that, but then to me, I didn't like how as soon as the blood was dropped, we look at Carrie, and then the music, like you said, was so, like, the, the blood, the music, what am I talking about? The blood was, like, so painted on. Yeah. Afterwards, yes, bad. De Palma, better for after the fake blood drop. Yeah. Uh, best prom dress. Diploma. Diploma. I was gonna say the book. <laughs> oh, the book. Yeah, the red velvet with the Juliet sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Slinky. Uh, should we do the finale? Yeah. Best carry. Best carry. One, two, three. Sissy Spacek. I guess all over. Did we do this already? Overall adaptation. No. Yeah. Oh, you know what else you could do? Best overall adaptation and best uh, murder scene of Margaret. Okay, best. We didn't. Didn't we do Margaret death scene? Did we? I think we talked about it in the musical, but we didn't say which okay. one we liked the best. Best Margaret death scene. Yeah, I think we have the same one. Ready? Two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, because we got to see the hard thing. It was. I don't know. I. Yeah, the play was, it was just so play, it was just so... I would rate that one the second best death scene, though. The play, the musical. Yeah, because the 2013 one was so, like, uh, alright, it was like 2013, like, we're doing graphics, like, ooh, look at all these knives flying around. And then the 76 one with the, like, like, (laughs) pulling the knife out thing. Potato, (laughs) potato. Alright. Yeah. It was a little much. Uh... Best overall adaptation. Ready? Two thousand two. Ah! <laughs> De Palma's is also very good. I think that's so funny. Uh, De Palma. I'm choosing De Palma yeah, because I'll De Palma. it's I was just more of an artistic piece. Than well, more okay, visually pleasing. If we're going to talk about that, then I think that. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. but if you're going for like best storyline or like script writing, I would. Do 2002. Like, adaptation of a book into a film. Dave Palma is the best one. Uh, 2002, I'm just teasing. I love it. It's, it's probably my personal favorite, but yeah. I think that 1976 is the, like, the quality is the best. Yeah. The best. Yeah, yeah, it's the most, like, complete artistic piece. Um, is there a scene from any film version book that we've read that is your favorite overall? That you're like, mwah. Um, that is such a good question. Do you have an answer for that? Mm-hmm. You're, okay, yeah. Can you go? Uh, potato peeler to the heart in De Palma's film. Can I do three? Sure. So that, that's one. That's probably my favorite overall. The Stephen King's telling of the blue light in the closet. And, uh... Probably just like the whole ending of Carrie the book, like when she starts yeah. electrocuting people. Yeah. Yeah, the whole ending of yeah. Carrie the book. Uh, for me, it would be King's description of Carrie killing Sue and Billy, and the 2002 description of Carrie reading Sue's mind. That was good too. Anything else? 
I think I might do it. Best costuming. Come on, De Palma. I know, De Palma. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of other. Although, I did really like in 2002, Carrie, she had that jersey that said fluffy. fluffy. <laughs> you were it was very that. good. It was awesome. All right. Is that a wrap? That might be a wrap? Yeah. I think that might be a wrap. So. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Yeah, thank you. And we're almost done, if you can believe it. Uh, next week, we're going to watch Carrie, 1953. Yeah. Yeah. The one that has nothing to do with the series, except uh, for the name. I think it's about a lady and a dress shop. <laughs> what do you think it's about? Have you looked? I don't know. Uh, just something to like, go to war and like get on a plane. That's what happens in 1950s movies. <sighs> well, tune in next week to find out when we will, too. It remains to be seen. <laughs> it remains. Okay, to be so seen. that's all we're saying to you for now, except now we're going to record the first part that you heard in this episode. Yeah, so. and also, if you love Daniel, uh, <laughs> there's another episode of him on my second podcast, Kahale Oma Oma O, in which it's just him and I talking. Shooting the, Shooting the shit. Bullshitting. Uh, and he'll probably be on there more, I hope. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you can find him there. Uh, all right. Bye.